ready. Ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome aboard. We are going to start now. Uh, Today is February 16th, 2024, and we're honored to bring back to you evangelist Lena Anamaleche, also with music by Mark Shine of 505 Ministries. Sister Lena, welcome aboard. Thank you, Brother Shannon. It's an honor and a privilege to be here tonight. Uh, Greetings to everyone, to my brothers and my sisters in Christ that are out there. God bless you and thank you for burning the midnight oil almost to be here tonight. Amen. Shall we start out with the song? Yes, Brother Shannon, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Here we go.
you gave your only son, Yahusha, to die in my stead. The greatest story ever told, that's who you
Gentiles gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which was against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lusts one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their errors, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reptile mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implicable, unmerciful, who know in the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Romans chapter 1 from verse 18 down to 31. The state of the world, the prophetic is true. What is truth, brethren? Let us know ourselves. What is true? What is truth? The prophetic. everybody to a live broadcast tonight music provided by brother mark shine 505 ministries what beautiful music that is you know listen that's some of the greatest music i've ever heard we should have been playing that at the halftime show for the super bowl instead of usher <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> and thank you, uh, thank you brother shine evangelist Lena, omega man radio should be there well, then we'll be playing it well praise the lord Amen. Folks, welcome back for part three with Evangelist Lena Adamalechi, Brother Mark Shine. Lena, back over to you. Yes, Brother Shannon, good evening. God bless you, and God bless you, Brother Mark, for making tonight, and for everyone that is out there listening to us tonight. Um, Brother Mark, would you do us the honor, please? Could you pray for us, please? Thank Amen. you. Speak to our souls, O oh Lord. Speak to our souls, O oh Lord. 
Abba Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for giving us another opportunity, oh yeah, to even see the sun set upon our heads, ushering in another Shabbat. And as we say this moment, we thank you, Father. Shabbat Shalom to each and every one out there that's listening right now. As you say, you holler this day for man, you made Sabbath for the man. You made it for us, Father. The commandments say, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall thou labor and on the seventh day we shall rest. And here we are, resting in you this night. Humble we come at your footstool, our Father. Each and every one that is under the, the sound of my voice this night. As these words are about to be revealed from your daughter. This message of the prophetic. What is true? What is truth? I pray, Father, in the mighty name of Yahusha Mashiach, Jesus Christ, that every ear will be attentive tonight. That every listener will take time out to make this a moment of reflection, a moment of devotion, a moment where they will come just at your footstool, Father, as we come. Not just to listen to this broadcast as some form of entertainment, but to listen truly with their hearts as this message of the prophetic what is true and what is truth is being released is being revealed from the heavens oh Father I pray that this word will touch even the ones who do not even know they were designed for for those who have been led astray that this message will reach them this night that they will be brought back into your fall into your arms this night Father that the arts that the minds that the soul of man will open up because at the end of the day, Abba, we know that this life that we are living is not about the flesh. Because we grow up into this world and we see our grandparents pass away. And if we live long enough, we see our parents pass away. And if we even live long enough, we see our siblings pass away. And we know the next will be us at some point. But this is just our flesh. Our spirit 
is going through this college right now. This life from birth to death is the spirit college that you have placed us in. This time capsule for us. And you have given us the greatest weapon which is choice to choose. We have chosen we have fallen in error, but you have redeemed us through your son, Yahushua Mashiach, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we thank you that this is available. Redemption is available. And we thank you for it. And oh Father, as we go into the redemption of our souls, we move from the drinking of the milk to the eating of the meat, spiritually speaking, Father. That this message tonight will talk to us because there is gifts, there are gifts that are given to us from inside the womb of our mother. Before we were even born, before we were even conceived, you had a plan for each and every one of us. Help us to get to that point in our life, not just to jump on the Jesus fan wagon, but to truly have a relationship with you, yeah, to your son, Jesus Christ, and that we will truly live out in this world the meaning of our life, our individual life, what is true and what is truth in our life, the prophetic. We give you thanks for this, over this moment, Father. And that the words of our mouth and that the meditation of our heart this night will be acceptable in thy sight. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless and thank you. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Even now as I surrender my tongue my mind, my body, my soul, and my spirit, so that the Lord can speak truthfully through me and in me and to us all. Thank you, Jesus. So tonight we enter into part three. If this is your first time tuning in to this series, we strongly recommend that you Listen to part one and part two, because each each uh, series, each episode does build on the other. So we thank you. Amen. So tonight we're going to continue on, and as I would like to say tonight, we are actually treading water. We're now kind of delving a little bit into the the deep. So tonight we're going to be looking at a prophet prophesying a prophecy. We're going to look at when a prophet is in action, I mean they're actively prophesying and speaking to you. However, we're going to have to consider a few things. Which I know whenever a prophecy is given to us, we're not paying attention. But there are really three parts 
to a prophecy. Yes, three parts to a prophecy. There is the who, there is the what, and there is the how. The who refers to the prophet. And the definition of the prophet is one who speaks by divine inspiration or as an interpreter through whom the will of a God is expressed. An interpreter through whom the will of a God we put it in quotes and you wonder why am I expressing this? Well, we will soon see enough. The Greek concordance gives us the prophetess. And the Greek concordance uh, defines the prophet as an interpreter or a fourth teller of the divine will. That's a transliteration of fortune teller. Strong's Hebrew concordance considers it to be a nabi, and that's a spokesman, a speaker, or a prophet. So that's who is the prophet, the person who is given the prophecy. Now we look at the prophecy, which is the what. What is the prophet prophesying? And that's the what, the prophecy which is the message. And uh, uh, sorry, the definition here of what a prophecy is, it says it's an inspired utterance of the prophet. And it is viewed as a revelation of divine will. It is also a prediction of the future made under divine inspiration. It's also an inspired message or prediction that can be transmitted orally. It also can be transmitted in writing and also in music because a prophecy can also be sung to you. As we've heard Brother Mark in, in his singing tonight, singing the word of God to us, And every single syllable of the word of God from Genesis to Revelation is all prophecy. Amen. So the next part of the prophet prophesying a prophecy is the how. And that how is the actual prophesying. (laughs) How he is doing it. And as we said, it can also be done, it can can be done by singing the written word or the spoken word. But what is it to prophesy, which is the action, the verb? And that is to reveal by divine inspiration, it's to reveal, to predict future events, to make predictions, to reveal the will or message of God. To make inspired declarations of what is to come. To speak as a mediator between God and humankind. Or to speak in God's stead. But we also must look a little bit further. And examine the who. 
So the three parts of the prophecy is the who, which is the prophet, the what, which is the prophecy, the message itself, and the how, which is the act of prophesying, whether it's by song, whether it's by written word, or orally spoken to us. But we also need to take that who and strip the who down a little bit. And so we're looking at the prophet, the who, and two very important things we must pay close attention to. But let me importantly say to us that this, these two things I'm about to relate to us, they are invisible to us. And the prophet is prophesying and can only be discerned. Number one, the master who, who is the sender. Behind that prophet, that prophet that is being a mouthpiece, he is representing someone else who is his master, which I call the master who, but is the sender. The person or the entity that the prophet is servant to who has sent him or her on the mission to you. Then we also have to examine the agenda, which is the why. Why was that prophet sent? What is the objective? The objective is never of the prophet, but of the master, but of the sender. What does the sender want to happen to you and I? Their target. What's their expected effect of their prophecy? Upon us. It's very important for us to know who the prophet is servant to because it will help us understand the agenda and determine whether we are to receive the prophecy or not. But like I said, it can only be discerned by the Holy Spirit. And here's why. Our first scripture will come from the book of Jeremiah, and that's in verse 29. I'm sorry, chapter 29, Jeremiah 29, and reading from verse 8 to 9, and I will be reading the King James Version throughout this evening. So, Jeremiah 29, verses 8 to 9. It says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams which ye cause to be dreamed. For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. Let us pay close attention. Prophets and diviners lumped into the very same order that the Lord says is in the midst of us whose mission is to deceive. And the Lord is saying who are also hearkening to their own dreams. Hold on, let me back up on this. Hold on, thank you Holy Spirit. Okay, he says 
Let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you. Diviners and prophets who are in the midst of us to deceive. And then he also says to us, thank you Holy Spirit for the correction, that we are not to listen to our own dreams that we cause ourselves to dream. So we can prophesy to ourselves through our own dreams. And we hear sometimes when somebody dreams, they say, what did you eat last night? <laughs> you know, because you dream that a hamburger is coming to eat you. Or they'll say, what happened to you yesterday? What may have caused you to dream? Because we sometimes link in the dreams as to our day, uh, unresolved things within our days. Jeremiah 23, verses 25 to 32, tells us even deeper. Because remember, it says that they prophesy falsely in the name of the Lord. And false prophets will never prophesy to you and tell you who, what image, what deity they serve. Okay? They will say the name of Jesus. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 23, reading from verses 25 to 32. Verse 25 to 32. It says, I, meaning the Lord, Lord God, Father, I have heard what the prophet said. The prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. Because remember, as we learned earlier, the Lord says he will speak to his prophets in dreams and visions. So they come always with a dream, right? But he says, how long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart. What this means is that prophets will prophesy, they will look upon you and they will look at your stature, right? And they'll say, this person looks wealthy. And they begin to prophesy to you messages of wealth because they, their goal and their purpose is to receive wealth from you. As it says in verse 27, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. So there are, there are messengers of Baal sent through divination, divining. And it, it is, it is, it is, it, it is to say, because the gift is given without repentance, you have the gift, you have the gift. And a prophet will begin prophesying one that has been used by God. Amen. And they're, they're being used by God and they're prophesying to you. But along the line that mouthpiece can become tainted, contaminated, become a sewage, no longer spilling forth holy water. But you cannot know that because you're judging from what they have said before, not realizing that they are now servant to another God. Verse 28 of Jeremiah 23. The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word like as a fire, 
saith the Lord, like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words every one from his neighbor. Behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that use their tongues and say, he saith. This is what the Lord is showing me. This is what the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. This is what Father is saying to me. And we hang like hungry pigs waiting for that bone on the word because they said the name Jesus, because they said Father, and because they said the Lord. But there are so many gods in this world whose name is Lord, whose name is Father, whose name is God. And there's also demon spirits that answer to the name Jesus, Jesus Christ. If you read that book, The Beautiful Side of Evil, you'll understand this woman got ensnared by a demon because she cried and called the name of Jesus because the Bible does say they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved and that spirit answered that spirit came to her but it wasn't the Lord I recommend to you that book The Beautiful Side of Evil verse 32 of Jeremiah 23 it says, Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell them, and cause my people to err by their lies and by their lightness. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them. Therefore they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. And that is to reinforce what the word of God says. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else will be added unto us. And then the word of God also says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? And understand this church that as the word says here in Jeremiah twenty-three twenty-nine, it says, is not my word like as a fire? That word of God that is released by a servant, a prophet of God, is to be a consuming fire, to consume lies, to consume your deception, to consume your vanity and expose your sin. Consume all of your, your your barriers that you have put up, all of your uh, cloakings uh, as you are doing your evil. It's to consume and leave you naked. It's supposed to be a hammer that breaks even your own idol of yourself. A prophet of God will never exalt you, but he will exhort God in your life. He will speak words of warning to you that will propel you, compel you to run to Jesus. He will not prophesy to you a car that's going to cause you to turn from God. Because God will not give you something that will cause you to fail. Because the Bible says all good gifts comes from above, from the Father 
of lights. Now, I say that, but also to say this, because in our ministry, we have asked God for things, but it's never for ourselves. We said, God, we need this for the ministry, and God has provided it. And those things that he has provided, we have committed and dedicated unto him. How dare us then to take those gifts that are consecrated unto God and then to use it for our own selfish purposes? The money coming in is for the work of God, not to put me into fine linen or to have me do my nails or to have me have the best dress coif on my head. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing, you know, uh, Indian hair coming from all the way in Pakistan. And I'm, and, and I'm looking so, so uh, wealthy from what has been consecrated to God that makes me a liar and God is not in that and God will turn himself away from us but we won't even know that God has turned himself away because we're too busy looking on the outside there are men and women of God who are wanting to look as well dressed and defined and refined like those prophets and prophetesses they have the best watches on their arms they are they are wearing the latest shoes on their feet and they all look the same sharp handsome charming she's looking beautiful and seductive carrying all the wealth and they tell us that you are not a prophet you're not a man of God unless you're dripping with gold and diamonds. We have also heard two things said. Number one, God doesn't condemn. Number two, God doesn't condemn us. But before we can respond to God doesn't condemn or God doesn't condemn us, we must first qualify us. Who are us? There can only be one us. Those that are believing, believing that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God, our Father in heaven, which means we are children of God. But we must also first qualify children of God. Children of God, we mean those whom God knows that are his, not the fakers, right? We're talking about people who have embraced Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. People who have been redeemed, who have been sanctified, amen? Who are being justified through a walk, and though we fall sometimes, we get back up again and we continue pursuing God. The us, the children of God, are imperfect people pursuing a perfect God to be made perfect in his image in likeness by his Holy Spirit. Having said that then, we should now know that if we're not one of us, 
then we have those that are remaining, those that belong to the world, no matter whether they wear church clothes or not, no matter whether they are shouting hallelujah or not, or calling on the name of Jesus or not. Let us remember, in the man of Gadarenes, the demons met the Lord as soon as he came out of the boat, traveling on the waters, the Sea of Galilee, and said, Why are you here, Jesus of Nazareth? You have come to torment us before our time. They knew the name of the Lord, and they called the name of the Lord, but it had no effect on them. Also, remember the seven sons of Sceva. The demon beat them up and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, who are you? So let us not be deceived because they call in the name. The Bible says many are called, few are chosen. We also gave an um, Another revelation the Lord gave us about the called and chosen, right? Where those chosen are the chosen for the offices and the called are the rest of us who are in a service operating under the gifts. Amen. And the offices were the offices of the apostles, the prophets, the preachers, the teachers, and the evangelists. Amen. In the many called few chosen that I am referencing tonight is the chosen, the ones with the mark of God. Amen. And they are his. And then they're called who don't continue the way. They become the separated. We're talking about the many called few chosen as in the sheep and the goats. But nevertheless, as the scripture says in Romans chapter 8, and we are reading from verse 1 to 16, for those of us that are the called, it says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in, 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 I in capital, in Christ Jesus, not in their demon power under the influence of their spirit and as they supposedly getting in the Holy Spirit they're calling on the name of their God church do not allow ourselves to be deceived by someone speaking what seems to be a tongue okay because the Bible says that our spirit bear witness with the spirit Amen. So someone that is speaking in the tongues, your spirit will bear witness. The spirit of God in you will bear witness. Because many times, if you listen, there are, it sounds like a chant. And they will go into this uh, repetitive uh, repetition. And I always say, the Holy Spirit is not a baby. Ba, 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 black sheep. What? No. The Holy Spirit has a conversation. And that's why there is able to come forth interpretation of the tongues. Because a message is going forth. What is ba, ba, ba saying to you? 
or to me. Nevertheless, Romans 8 verses 1 to 16. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is the life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But we, the us, but ye, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, meaning in us, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken us, your mortal bodies, by his spirit that dwelleth in you, which is in us. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Indeed, miracles, signs, and wonders, healings, and deliverances are abounding everywhere. And many are being set free. But are they? As it was then, so is it now. As it was then, so is it now. Satan's kingdom perfectly cloaked in holiness and even as the Bible says the very elect being seduced by its sweet embrace in the book of Revelation 17 reading in verse 6 I think I will go back a little bit further because this is the Apostle John beholding this wickedness. Ah, thank you, Lord. Uh, Revelation seventeen six. We're going to start from verse three down to six, and it reads uh, Revelation seventeen verse three to six. 
So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet, uh, scarlet colored beast, tongue tied there, sorry, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And verse 6, And I saw the woman Drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Sweet embrace the Apostle John beholding even the revelation of her being. Mystery, Babylon the Great, mother of harlots and abominations, and that she was drunken with the blood of the saints and of the martyrs of Jesus. He still stood and looked at her amazed. That is what we do with prophets. We're amazed by them. We're amazed that they hear from God. And we call them these holy men and women of God. And we prostrate ourselves. The deception and the seduction of evil masquerading as of God. It is hard to miss. But which God and which Jesus and which Holy Spirit are they referencing and giving glory? When even mere men have come saying that they are the Christ, that they are Jesus, and many humans, mankind, Christians, run after them. These are devil agents masquerading as light. Let us now begin to look at biblical examples of prophets in action, not only prophesying to God's people, but also to pagan kings. And we have to look at these examples because it's the only way we'll be able to answer to ourselves properly whether a prophet or a prophecy whether their prophesying is of God or not. We always, from the beginning, as I stated, we go to the Word of God and we look for the blueprint because God has a pattern. He has a template to help us to recognize, especially in these times, when the days are short. We need to know whether it is truly God speaking or a devil. We need to know whether it's the truth or whether it's true. Yes, we said the prophetic. What is true? What is truth? 
because we must know the difference. They're not the same church. We use them interchangeably, just like we use love to mean the love for child, love for a spouse, the love for God, but they're different. Different experiences. So is true and truth. The difference. And why must we know the difference? Because in Second Corinthians chapter 11, Second Corinthians chapter 11, reading from verse 12 to 15, verse 12 to 15, it states, But what I do, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that wherein they glory, they may be found even as we. Right? Speaking about us who are aligning with the truth. Right? And then there are those who don't align. So we will separate ourselves from them. Why? Verse 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Remember what I spoke about? I said they are appointing and anointing their own apostles, their own prophets. They were making resident prophets, right? You are changed to them and they come and they pull the prophetic tree and you spit out a coin or you spit out a house or you spit out a job. But it's all catering to flesh. And as the Bible is telling us, they are false apostles, deceitful workers, And deceitful workers because they're out there doing good. But thank God that good works do not get us to heaven. Transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Verse 14 of 2 Corinthians 11. And no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Remember what happened in the Garden of Eden. The devil came in subtlety and he chose the subtlest of all animals and that was the serpent. And that has been the representation of gross evil. We talk about the python, the cobra, even the cockatrice, which was the flying serpents that was sent out to consume those that raised themselves up against the God. But we did say... We need to know what's true, what is truth. So let's go to the dictionary. And then we're going to go to scriptures to tell us a bit of what true in its usage in scripture. So true. It says it means something not false. It is fictional. It's back up again. Not false, not fictional, and it's not illusory. It is factual or factually accurate, conforming with reality. So means something tangible, being of real or natural origin. 
it describes something, okay, what is true. Because you can see it, you can hear it, you can touch it, you can smell it, you can taste it, okay? Remember that. Five senses of true. See, hear, touch, smell, taste. Very quick way to test what is true. Now let us test the true. We looked in scriptures and we look for the word true, King James. It is referenced 77 times. 27 times was found in the Old Testament and 50 times in New Testament. And it's its usage was mostly in Genesis and in Daniel. Five times in Genesis and five times in Daniel. Now, the five times in Genesis, church, was, was with Joseph's encounter with his ten brothers in Egypt. And this is when he was accusing them of being spies. So, Genesis 42, verse 11. We are all one man's sons. We are true men. Thy servants are no spies. Remember, see, hear, taste, smell. And we can touch it. Amen? Genesis 42, 19. If ye be true men, let one of your brethren be bound in the house of your prison. Go ye, carry corn for the famine of your house. Genesis forty-two thirty-one, And we said unto him, We are true men. We are no spies. This, this is the brothers coming back, speaking to their father. 42, Genesis forty-two thirty-three, And the man, the Lord of the country, said unto us, Hereby shall I know that ye are true men. True, 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 true. Men, men, men. And then, Genesis 42, 34. And bring your youngest brother unto me. Then shall I know that ye are no spies, but that ye are true men. Men. True, true, true. You can see a man. You can hear a man. You can touch a man. Smell a man. And for those of us that is reserved for our spouses, we can taste a man. Okay? All right. Now, in the book of Daniel, true now is taking another form. And that is in the relation to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who I like to call by their names, their Hebrew names, Ananiah, which was given the name of Shadrach, Mishael, which was given the name of Meshach, and Azariah, who was given the name of Abednego. Now, this is regarding Nebuchadnezzar's golden image of worship. And they were now being accused that they are not bowing down. So here they are, the three Hebrew boys before Nebuchadnezzar. And we see true in Daniel chapter 3, verse 14. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up. Is it true? 
because there was an accusation made because of they were not bowing down when they heard the the worship going forth and they saw the golden image. They were not doing it. So their action was visible, right? They also heard the worship and they refused to do according to the worship. So, and you could touch, you know, uh, Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And it goes on down then again in Daniel 3.24. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. A question was asked, and the word was said, true. The true was, they tossed Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah into the fire. So they were attesting to what they knew to be true, because they touched Ananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, and they could see them and threw them into the fire. So they were responding true. Now, here's also another truth. This was Daniel being cast into the lion's den because he was found praying to our God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and not to King Darius. So, Daniel chapter 6, verse 12. Daniel six twelve. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within 30 days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. The king answered and said, The thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians. There is a law, an edict, that was written that no man is to bow down to any other god or man except thee. A repeat of what was done with the three Hebrew boys. And Nebuchadnezzar. It is true because it was something that was visible, tangible, known. Amen. We also see true again. And this is regarding Daniel's vision of the ram and the he-goat. And his encounter with the angel Gabriel who gave him the interpretation. In Daniel chapter 8 verse 26. And the vision of the evening and the morning which was told is true. He had a vision. He dreamed a dream. He saw what he saw. It was true. Whether he was looking at it with his natural eyes or his spiritual eyes, he could recognize that it was true. He saw it. And it says, Wherefore shut thou, uh, wherefore shut thou up the vision? For it shall be for many days. What he saw, he saw. And he actually even wrote it down. Daniel chapter 8. And then we also encountered true. Again, this was Daniel during his 21-day fast. When he encountered again the angel Gabriel. And that's in Daniel chapter 10, verse 1. And it says, In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. He was given that name by Nebuchadnezzar. And the thing was true, but the time appointed was long. And he understood the thing, the thing that he saw, that it was true. It was a vision. So when the prophet dreamed a dream, 
it is true to the prophet. Amen. Because he is seeing with another set of eyes. Even though prophets can also look at you in the natural, seeing your natural person and also seeing spirits that are hanging on to you. So they're looking at what is true to the prophet because his eyes is able to see. But it is true. It's a vision. Amen. Now, in New Testament, in New Testament, it, it was so crazy. As I said, it was there 50 times. And it was more pronounced in the book of John. And we know the book of John was all about Jesus Christ. John the Beloved. From John chapter 1, which is, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. Amen. And, and then the next was in Revelation. And we know in Revelation, it talks about with the churches, and it talks about with the end of the end times. This is the Armageddon, and we know that at the end, we do win. Amen? But look what it says in the book of John. John chapter 1, verse 9. Speaking of Jesus, that was the true light, which lighted every man. That cometh into the world. True light. Descriptive. Is an adjective of light. Jesus says. I am the light of the world. Of the world. I am the light of the world. He is the light of the world. Amen. And then he says. In John chapter 3. Verse 33. He that received his testimony. Has said to his seal. That God is true. Because God is made manifested to us. In our natural lives. We cannot touch. This is what God did. He saved me. I was dead and I came back alive. The doctors gave me a bad report and said that I would never make it. Here I am. God is true. Light. His light has come and shined upon our lives. Then it says in John 4, 23. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Speak of true worshippers. Worshippers being true. People who have had the encounter of God in their lives and they are truly worshipping him. When they sing, they're singing to him. They're not singing so they can stir the crowd up and get a large donation. John chapter 4 verse 37. And hearing is that saying true. One soweth and another reapeth. You know if you sow, there's going to be a harvest. So it's a true saying because it is proven true, tangible, touchable. Put a seed in the ground, you're able to reach forth and touch your hand and get the harvest. John chapter 5, 31 says, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true of myself. Speaking of myself, my witness, my witness, my declaration of Jesus Christ will not be true because it's all about me. Revelation, the very first reference is Revelation 3, verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write. These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. He is true to his church. 
when we pray and we say the name of Jesus, we're expecting that we are praying to Jesus because we know who he is. We see him in our lives. We have experienced him. So to the church is revealed as true. And to the church of the Laodiceans in Revelation, in verse in Revelation 3, verse 14, and unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. This is speaking about the Lord, faithful and true witness, because Jesus Christ came to this earth and he revealed the Father to us. He even revealed to us that we had demons and devils. No man knew we had demons and devils around. In the Old Testament, in, in, in the Old Testament, all we saw was, you know, we said we saw Satan acting upon Job. Amen. In the book of Job, we also saw where a lying spirit was tormenting Saul. Amen. And we knew about the witch of Endor practicing her witchcraft, but for people to be possessed. Correct me, please, someone here. If such is the case, and I've misrepresented this, but I've not seen that. All I've seen is the faithful, true witness in the New Testament where the Lord exposed even that our infirmities can be caused by a devil. I think it's in um, Romans 13 or Romans 18 where it speaks of the woman that was bound for 18 years and, and, and uh, the woman that the Lord spoke to and said, woman, thou art loosed. Right, It says that she was bound by Satan. For 18 years, she was bound over in pain. Brother Mark, if you could help me to find that uh, scripture, please. I think it's Romans 13 or Romans 18 about this woman who uh, was bound for 18 years. Amen. Revelation 6.10 And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true? Dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? How long, O Lord, holy and true, he is being proved, revealed. Revelation 15, 3. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy works judgments. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Shannon. Uh, I misrepresented. I said Romans, right? It is actually Luke 13 verse 16 to 24. Luke 13 and I'm sorry, say it again. Luke 13, it's from 16 down to 24. As begins from 10, 10, from 10, um, Brother Mark, from 10. Yes. Okay, um, can you read that for me from 10 to... Oh, from 10... To 13. 
Just that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Luke chapter 13 from 10 to 13. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Shabbat. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years, and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Yahusha, Jesus, saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Bound in this infirmity for 18 years. Bound in this by a spirit for 18 years. And then the Lord calls her to him. And he says, woman, thou art loosed from it. We had no understanding of the impact of demonic spirits upon our lives. And we still are struggling with the understanding of even deliverance. Because the devil has basically taken control. Amen. When we say do it, they say we can do it too. Amen. So when we say, okay, this person is healed, they come out and they're healing. We've all been through John of God. He was out there healing and he was a superstar. Everyone was uh, was uh, exclaiming about him. He was even be underwritten, undergirded, supported by Oprah Winfrey. And people were coming from nations that were doing testimonials about how he was reaching in. I tell you guys, you need to read that book. The beautiful, when I say beautiful, the beautiful side of evil, because evil has its seduction. Amen. Later on, this same man was put in jail for pedophile, sex trafficking, human trafficking, impregnating these many women and selling their babies. He had a baby trafficking going on. This, this man who was using demonic spirits, familiar spirits. To heal, and there were people testifying that were they were healed. So so far now, we can see from scripture and even from the definition in the dictionary that true is tangible, visible. It is known. It is fact. It is also familiar, church. Very familiar. Okay? You can see it, taste it, touch it, smell it. You can hear it. And this is the reason why false prophets are profiting. Because through divination and a familiar spirit, they tell you your name is John Brown. You were born in 1960. Your mother's name is Mary. Your father's name is John Sr. You lived in Timbuktu. 
And then you're jumping. Ah, he's a prophet. How did you know that? Can your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your friend stand up and say, yes, that's your name. Yes, that's your mother's name. Yes, that's your father's name. If it is known to another person, it is not a prophecy. It is just something true that's been told to you. It is a fact. Someone else can stand up, including your own children, your teacher, okay? The Uber driver. That's, this is who you are. But we start to exclaim. Amen. Uh, I think, Brother Shannon, we're kind of uh, running to time. We're just now getting into the meat of things. But let me see if I can go through truth real quick. Okay, truth. Truth. Let us look at truth. This will be a good place to end. Truth. Definition. Sincerity. Integrity. The quality of being true. Genuine. It is actual and it's also factual. It is honesty. Reliability. Veracity. It is state or character of being true. Listen to the words. Sincerity. Integrity. Quality. Honesty. Reliability. Veracity. It's a state and character. We will understand some more. Truth. Occurs 224 times in scripture. It's 115 times in Old Testament. Truth. And 109 in the New Testament. Now, the majority of time it's, it begins in the book of Psalms. Yes, 41 times. And then it is 18 times in the book of Isaiah. So, I'm just going to pull scriptures of truth from all over the place to give us an understanding. Let's begin with Psalms 15, verse 2. Psalms 15, verse 2. He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. Pay attention. Truth, veracity, reliability, honesty, quality, sincerity, and it's a character. Amen. Proverbs 3, verse 3. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Isaiah 5, verse 9. In mine ears, said the Lord of hosts, of a truth, many houses shall be desolate, even great and fear without inhabitant. Jeremiah 4, verse 2. And thou shalt swear, the Lord liveth in truth, in judgment, and in righteousness. And the nations shall bless themselves in him, and in him shall they glory. Daniel 2, verse 47. The king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God is a God of gods, and a Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets, seeing thou couldest reveal this secret. Church. 
let us go back to Dan, uh, Isaiah 5, 9 to understand a little bit of what truth is. In my ear, said the Lord of hosts, of a truth, many houses shall be desolate. Of a truth. Truth, because we don't know which house will be desolate. But truth becomes true after the desolation comes. See, in this, there's the prophecy of truth. Not yet revealed. But when it revealed, it becomes true. But we buy what the lying false prophet is speaking to us. Because he said, your your house was consumed by fire in 1980. But he says to you, go and look in the, the wiring panel. There's a burnt wire. You don't know it. When you go to your panel, your electrical panel, and you pull and you look, ha! Ah, it now becomes true. It's unknown to you. But let us continue. Truth. It occurs 109 times in New Testament, and 22 times in the book of John. And then 18 times in in correlation to 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. But I'm just going to throw some scriptures out about truth. John chapter 1, verse 14. John 1, 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You can't see this. Truth is invisible until it's made visible and becomes true. Romans 1.18 For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Their unrighteousness is not visible to us, but it's their truth being held. And so God has a wrath set aside for them. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 8. 1 Corinthians 5, 8. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. You talk about bread. Can you bake a bread of sincerity and truth? You can bake unleavened bread, but can it be of sincerity and truth? No, that is truth out according to the prophetic. Amen. 1 Timothy 2, verse 4. 1 Timothy 2 verse 4 Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. The truth is the word of God. And it becomes true in our lives. In us. Remember truth goes before. True follows after. And what is after is visible, tangible because it is touchable, seeable, hearable, smellable, and tasteable. First John chapter 1, verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Fellowship, truth, through the Holy Spirit. Our, our walk with God, our relationship with God, it becomes true, our belief and our faith 
is truth. But then when men see it, it becomes true. They say God is real in their lives. But they're only seeing what is true. They don't know the truth until the truth comes to them. And then it's revealed in true in their lives. So, so far what we have seen now from truth and our understanding. Truth is secret. It is inner knowledge. It's in the thought. It's in the heart. It's not yet made manifest. It is hidden from the public. Not known to anyone else but to one and no one else can testify to it except you the one that the truth is sent to nobody can testify to it for you somebody to come forth and said that you did an abortion five years ago it may be an abortion secret that nobody knows. And it is truth. But if somebody else can attest to it, it is not truth. It is true. So your husband may know you did it. But the truth is when the prophet will say to you, but you have regretted that act ever since. And it is still haunting you. And then they'll say to you, but God has forgiveness. Receive his forgiveness and forgive yourself. We've all sinned and fallen short. That is truth come to heal a wounded soul, a tortured soul. And so, understanding true and truth. Next week, we'll begin to look at the prophets themselves in action. And we will go truly into the depth of the message. Because each prophet, we will examine what is true and what is truth. Because the, we need, uh, the Bible says uh, that the Lord began to do and to teach. Uh, I think that's in the book of Acts. Uh, Acts. Acts. Help me, brother uh, Mark, please. I think it's book of Acts chapter 1. Could you repeat that search? Uh, when he says uh, th that the Lord began to do Oh, here it is. Acts chapter 1, verse 1. This <laughs> is right there. Sorry. <laughs> I found it. Okay. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. So we're going to see, beginning next week, the prophets, the prophets, the prophets, as they are doing, the prophecy and prophesying and then we will receive the teaching because we will uh, how do you say separate and decipher within each prophecy that's been done what is true and what is truth Amen Great message Amen. today
Praise the Lord. We're, we're here live with Evangelist Lena Anamalechi and Evangel- Evangelist Mark Shine, 505 Ministries. Um, folks, you've got to get this tonight. We'll have it up shortly. And if, if you're only here tonight for the first time, you need to get episode one and two that we just uh, put up there recently in weeks and get caught up. Um, Lena and Mark, I want you to uh, give contact information on your ministries, how they can reach you, support your work, and any other announcements you'd like to make. Go ahead, Brother Mark, please. Yes, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Sister Lena, for bringing such a, a word that is, I mean, so piercing. And like, like Brother Shannon saying, you know, this is part one, part two, part three, and you won't get the full understanding or coming into it unless you, you go back and visit those um, other podcasts. So please go and check out part one, part two, part three of the prophetic, what is truth, what is true. Um, to listen, to hear some of... Um, 505 Ministries music you can just simply Google 505 Ministries or you can Google 505 Band and it will take you to our YouTube channel we put up most of the music it's right there on YouTube Um, it's free for you to download it's freely received, freely give It's, it's not for charge, it's not for sale. You won't find it on um, on those iTunes. You won't find it the places where you have to you have to put it for sale. So um, you you'll get it on YouTube. It's five or five ministries or five or five band, and it's all yours for you to enjoy to 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 um, to just use to uplift your your spirit and. Um, just music to meditate on. Five or five ministries or five or five band. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. And we give God thanks. All the glory and the honor. I am learning and I thank Him for setting me straight because I used to be one of those that was clapping too. You know, oh, they know this. They know. Oh, wow. Oh, how do you know that? But it's true. It's, uh, my sisters, everybody around me knows it. And I thank God for the revelation of what he's doing with us. And I encourage us, please, as soon as we have the dates, upcoming dates for part four, until we get to the end of this, because it's going to surprise us, I tell you. You know, please uh, schedule yourselves, get others uh, to come in, to because this is a message not just for Omega Man Radio listeners, but for the whole body of Christ. Omega Man Radio is the platform that God has chosen, the altar, to lay this sacrifice. But it's to the whole church. So please, get the um, the, 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 the other episodes in the hands of as many people as you can. Because... Many of us are running after signs and wonders, and we are falling down before the feet of men and considering them to be gods. 
But to know a little bit more about God Faith Ministries, please feel free to go to YouTube, uh, all the social media, Twitter, Truth Social. We're on TikTok. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, for God Faith Ministries, you look us up, you will find us, and uh, you can also go to our website, which is godfaithministries.us, amen, and you can read up all about us, you know, uh, our YouTube channel is, I'm sorry, our website is not as updated as our social media because we're interacting more, so if you want to keep up to date on the latest for us Please go ahead and look us up on the social media. We give God thanks for bringing us here tonight. We give God thanks for Brother Shannon for waiting up all this night. And for all the listeners that are out there, we thank you for heeding the call of the Lord to come here tonight and to listen. Now we ask that you take that sweet bread that you have received that was sweet in our mouth, bit in our bellies tonight, and let us share it. Let us spread it around and let truth, truth be our bread today. We'll eat the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. God bless Omega Man Radio. God bless Brother Shannon and his family. And may this ministry and this altar continue to be an altar that gives. I ask you, please, do not, do not sparing in your giving to this ministry. It's because of this ministry that God Himself was able to use me in a way that I was hiding myself. It is this ministry that was an door onto our ministry, God Faith Ministry. So I give God thanks for this ministry and Amen. also for for evangelist John Ramirez who God used, who God used, who gave up of his time and allowed me was to come on. And here I am today speaking the word of God. So let us give God thanks, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we humble ourselves before you this night, we just want to thank you for the word that you have sown, Lord God. Let it bring forth a harvest of righteousness, a harvest of truth in our hearts, in our mind, in our bodies, in our soul, in our spirit. Let that truth, Father, choke, choke, choke the weeds of our lives. Choke the weed words of prophets that have gone forth, Father, that have sought the Lord God to infect, to mold the, the word of God, the word of your truth in our lives. Lord, Father, I pray tonight that your word, Father, as it said in the book of Jeremiah 23, let it be like fire. Let it be the consuming fire of the consuming God of Akalesh. The consuming God who is jealous for his people. In your jealousy and in your wrath, Lord, let this word of truth go forth and let it destroy. Let it consume. Let it burn up. Consume into ashes every lie. Every lying 
prophecy, every lying vision, every lying dream, every lying message. Father, even the liars that were sent for to speak lies to us, Lord, let the fire of your wrath consume them. And Lord, let your word be like the hammer, the hammer of your word. So, Lord, lay, lay against the stone, the altars of our family shrine, the altars of even those satanic shrines that we laid before Father ourselves before the gods of these prophets, Father, who have come in their family, but they're nothing but lions sent forth to devour your people. They shall no longer devour us because the Lord's word of truth has come into our hearts. And as you said, that the truth shall set free. Let us be free tonight. Lord, let us feel, Father, let it break up, Father. Even the curses of our womb, Father, the womb of our mother, the curses of the loins of our father, the curses, Lord, that our mighty Jesus, Father, that has been spoken over us, Lord, there have been prophets that have spoken death sentences over us, Lord, when you didn't send to speak death, Lord, God, our mighty Jesus, they didn't open the mouth, Father, of God, as your oracle, no, there are trumpets of lies sent forth by the enemy, Father, God, to enter steer us and they came uh, speaking your name but oh God almighty Jesus I speak the word as Paul spoke it unto Bar Jesus and said thou are a liar you are a child of the devil a perverter of the truth be thou struck down for a season and let darkness come upon you that you shall stumble about in the dark you shall no longer be able to see in the name of Jesus until thou hast humbled thyself and thou hast bowed down thyself to the God of all gods to the Lord of all lords to the king of all kings and thou recognize that there is only one God and he alone is true and his name is Jehovah Hallelujah, Father God. Yes, Lord God Almighty Jesus. And cause them, Father, to be deaf for a season that they're not all not able to hear, Father. Oh, God Almighty Jesus, from their spirits that are speaking to them in the back, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And Father, as your word declared, Matthew 18, 18, whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. We bind the evil works that does demons that are in the midst of their revivals, in the midst of their conferences, God, almighty Jesus, Jesus, that they are chanting their names, God, that those devils cannot come and respond, Lord, God, almighty Jesus, as you silence the demons and you said, come out of the man at Gadarene, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we say, come out and go into the pigs, Halabashanda Kerabasia, go, Go back into the waters, oh Korobosa. Let the word of truth tonight, Father, oh God Almighty Jesus, judge them tonight. And oh God, all oh those monitoring spirits, God, they're not able to see or to hear no more, God. Lord God Almighty Jesus, Father, let heaven come down, Father, oh God Almighty, and loose the chains, the fetters, the ties, the cords. God, set us free, Lord God, from the instrument, God. Families have been bound for generations, for centuries, God. God, by these lies and these liars, they have been paying homage to demons. God, thinking they are father serving you. God, they came in your name. 
and deceived generations of families because they said your name, because they quoted scripture from your word. But, oh God, in thy mercy, in thy truth, let us not perish no more, God. Tonight we turn our eyes unto thee. You alone, oh God, that can rescue us from this calamity. God Almighty, let us not die this death alone, God, but rescue us. Be our lifeline tonight, oh God. Be our lifeline tonight, oh God. Hear the cry of our hearts tonight, oh God. You said prophecies for the church. God calls us to be able to taste of the sweetness of that truth of your prophetic word. Lord, let us vomit up, Lord God, all the old food, the molded food that we have been consuming, eating the pig's food, Lord. Thinking we're dining at your table. God, have mercy upon us, Lord God. And feed us your heaven's bread. Cause us to taste of your body that was broken for us. Oh, your body that bore the nails in your hands and your feet. You wore the bloody crown of thorns. Oh, you hung. You were the shame for all of our shame. You bore the sin that you did not even do. Oh, you hung, Lord. But I thank you tonight, Lord God, that as you even looked upon the thief, and you said this day, let this day be the day that we be with you in paradise. That paradise opened to us, Lord, that you opened the door and let us in. That we'll come and be partakers, Lord, as we throw open the doors of our hearts and say, Lord, come and in. Father God, because the blood of Jesus was poured out. Oh, it defeated death, hell, and the grave. And the blood continued to speak. Let the blood wash us tonight. Let it wash from the crown of our heads to the sole of our feet. Cleanse us, Lord God, surplus again, Father. Let this night be the night of love, that you will love unto us again. When you will cloak us in your fine linen, when you will look upon us, Father, and not with scorn or disdain, but you will have compassion on us. Be. Let us be your people. The Lord be merciful. Name. Face contained. 
which he has done His wonders and the judgment of his mouth O seed of Israel chosen one many are called but few are chosen open up your hearts open up your hearts and receive Yahweh Jehovah, He is our provider and our protector. Seek Yahuwah. Praise the Lord. Beautiful music. Great message. Uh, thank you. Sister Lena for coming on today. Thank you, Brother Mark. And um, I encourage people to go over to uh, Mark's YouTube channel, 505 Ministries. Subscribe. He's got a brand new release as of about four days ago. You want to go up and hear that. And uh, Brother Mark, if someone wants to support your ministry, is there a way they can do that? Yes. Just come over and listen to the music and, you know, just take it and share it to the world. You know, that's how you support us. And Sister by supporting Father Work. Thank you, my friend. And Sister Lena, one yes. more time, your website? Yes, Brother Shannon. It's godfaithministries.us godfaithministries.us Do you have PayPal or Cash App on that side if people want to support the ministry? Uh, they would have to go to the contact us page or donation page <laughs> one of those pages please uh, godfaithministries.us yes godfaithministries.us I think the, the tab is the donations page or support us give us brother Shannon I'm so terrible at this part of it that's okay I'll put a link uh, for both of you in the um, notes here tonight and folks this will be up here in a few hours please get it and share it with a friend and Elena um, check your schedule let me know what you got available and we'll get part 4 booked for you yes brother Shannon we'll be with you shortly have a great weekend God bless you both thank you for coming on God bless you all Shabbat Shalom Shabbat Shalom shalom. folks Elena Anamaleche and Mark Shine that is um part three in this series I want to thank all of you for tuning in tonight God richly bless you Father God in Jesus name bless everyone that is tuned in tonight we plead the blood of Jesus Christ over everyone that has been out here to listen to these shows this week we also ask God you'd bless those that have given us support this ministry give them a mighty return of fruit in Jesus Christ's name we pray Amen 
Friends, go to OmegaManRadio.com to pick up the show. We'll see you all back Monday. Have a great weekend. God bless you.